0: Compassion is offering loving-kindness in the midst of suffering. Sometimes, it is far easier to extend compassion to others than to ourselves. But as humans, every one of us is worthy of compassion, including ourselves. Thankfully, compassion and self-compassion can be developed with practice. In this episode, Sean Fargo helps us better understand self-compassion. What it is, and also what it is not. Sean explains that self-compassion is not an all-or-nothing endeavour, and offers advice on how we might begin to dance with this feeling of self-love, to sense into it from many angles, and gently, mindfully feel our way into a deeper experience of self-care. This episode is brought to you by the Mindfulness Teacher Certification Program. To become a certified mindfulness teacher, visit mindfulnessexercises.com slash certify.
1: There's lots of definitions out there stemming back thousands of years. and There's like eight different Definitions of compassion and is it a verb? Is it a noun? There's a lot of myths around self compassion. You know, is it the same as self esteem? Is it like self pity? Does it mean that I'm better than others or worse than others or even the same as others? So there's lots of definitions and approaches. You know, with compassion, there's this. prerequisite for suffering. In other words, compassion is love in the midst of suffering. And so with self-compassion, it's love in the midst of our own suffering. And that could be emotional anguish, could be suffering around a physical pain, stress, anxiety, depression, craving and addiction, trauma, grief, fear. So there's some level of suffering internally that we're bringing care to. And we can focus on the suffering heavily or lightly or barely acknowledge that it's there. But there's some element of suffering. And we're just kind of holding that with this tenderness, this gentle awareness, either with a hyper-focused lens, which we can go very deep with and can be very helpful. And sometimes it's just nice to hold it really, 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 really lightly. And just kind of acknowledge that the suffering is
2: there and May I be well? May I, you know, find a little bit of ease here, or
1: lightness,
2: or humor, or a simple
1: sense of care. And we can titrate between the lightness and the, say, heavy, or the superficial and the deep, you know, without judgment. We're just kind of finding whatever dance move feels appropriate. You know, if we have space to kind of go deeper and say examine it or feel it with a lot of focus, zero in on the physical sensations and sort of the mental associations or beliefs or history, there's a place for that. And we don't always have to do that. You know, a lot of people think that self-compassion equals going to the gym, eating kale, but I mean, they can be healthy and they can be forms of self-compassion, but really what we're getting at is less of the external and more of the internal. Like, how are we relating
2: to ourselves? Is there an actual feeling of care? Cause we can go to the gym with a
1: sense of fear that I'm not going to be good enough or desire to be better than others. You know, we can go to the gym with this feeling of not really caring for how we actually are. And same thing with healthy eating or There's all these externals that can seem like self-compassion, but if we're not really tending to ourselves with an actual sense of care, then it's not actually self-compassionate. So it's this internal feeling from the heart. You know, and there's layers just because we may not be 100% fully self-accepting or fully self-loving, it doesn't mean that we're not doing this right or that we're not good enough. You know, if I could
2: care for me just a little bit more, what might that feel like? You know, if I could befriend this experience just a little bit more. What might that look like? And so it's this moment to moment cultivation, kind of in baby steps. It's not all or nothing.
1: And most practitioners I know still
2: have some dislike of themselves, or some feeling of unworthiness, or just needing to do a little bit more in order to feel good enough, or I need to keep doing things for others before I tend to myself, or before I befriend myself,
1: or my suffering isn't as bad as most other people you know who am i to give myself that care if other
2: people are, have it worse so i'd say most of us have one or more of these thoughts even if they're subconscious and that's not something to judge can we hold that with this gentle awareness? Oh, yeah, there is this belief. There is that thought. Yeah, that's, that's here. That comes up sometimes. Can I hold that with gentle awareness? Can I hold that with the tenderness? How might I feel if I heard A loved one, say that out loud. Can I offer myself that natural warmth that I would offer them? Even just even if a little bit. Can I get some of that too? You know, mindfulness is one of those, some people say
1: it's the only thing that we can always do. I mean, it's not easy to like sustain it, but it can be applied to any situation.
2: But self compassion is more of a temporary practice. You know, it's care in the midst of suffering.
1: You know, when there's joy, self compassion won't apply.
2: You know, if there's happiness, then self compassion is not really the most appropriate thing.
1: And so there's no judgment that we should always be
2: self-compassionate
1: because that would mean that we might have to artificially create suffering.
2: So we don't have to like necessarily conjure up something. I mean, we can in order to practice with it, but it's more like intermittent practice. And so oscillating between joy and self-compassion and all the other emotions, well, staying mindful, being present for how this feels.
1: But in many ways,
2: mindfulness is a form of self-compassion. And self-compassion doesn't need to be lovey-dovey. It
1: can simply mean just Tending to it without reacting and just kind of being with it, hanging out with it. We don't need to say, I love you to it. We just say, oh, can I be with this? Can I listen to it a little bit? And just kind of feel into it and see how it goes. And so with self-compassion, we want to go in baby steps, work with mild forms of suffering
2: for a while and then move into deeper forms of suffering. One may say that all of us inherently
1: are always suffering. Well, maybe not always, but a lot of the time with some form of stress or some form of disease or some form of confusion,
2: mild craving even thinking we these separate autonomous beings or independent
1: from the world could be thought of as a form of suffering. But I encourage us to consider forms of suffering that are on the, say, mild to medium side of things to practice with, unless you have a lot of practice with self-compassion, in which case we can sort of move into heavier, more intense forms
2: of suffering.
1: You know, in many ways, mindfulness of our suffering is
2: self-compassion.
1: Because we're offering ourselves this non-judgmental,
2: gentle awareness. Some may say loving awareness. Of how it feels. And so in many ways, mindfulness is self-compassion when we're bringing mindfulness to our own suffering. We don't have to use the word suffering. We can use stress or dis-ease or some other synonym. Discomfort. And we can use words like acknowledge, allow, And if we're feeling a little bold that day, we can use the word accept. But it doesn't need to be a thousand percent acceptance, but at least a little bit of acknowledgement of what's here. And we can use words like befriend, but it doesn't have to be best friend. It can be like, oh, acquaintance. Like, oh yeah, there's that feeling again. I'd rather it not be around, but it's here. So, you know, hopefully we won't let
1: these terms get in the way. I'd rather just kind of dancing, playing, sensing into
2: some form of dis-ease, discomfort, Stress, confusion, fear. Just acknowledging it a little bit and kind of titrating between acceptance
1: or acknowledgement, friends or acquaintance,
2: love or just simple sense of care, well wishes. For People who have a
1: really hard time feeling anything around this or, you know, it's like, well, I imagine this scenario, that's not really working for me. You know, if it's me sharing this care for myself, that's not really working. I would just start with very basic loving kindness practice for others, you know, and just kind of like tending to the heart in some way, in some capacity. Maybe it's gratitude practice take any road you can into the heart to see if you can foster a sense of care
2: at all. You know, what do you love? I love G.I. Joe. Okay, great. Sharing care for G.I. Joe or appreciation for G.I. Joe. What does that feel like? You know, so tending the heart in ways that are a little bit easier
1: and seeing if you can cultivate that sense of care. Maybe it's outward. And then, you know, going in baby steps towards compassion for others who you love, you know, who maybe went through a tough time or is going through a tough time. So self-compassion, again, it's not the easiest practice. And so we can start with loving kindness, gratitude, general appreciation, feeling that sense of care,
2: you know, tending to the heart in that way, in ways that feel very pleasant, very relevant. You don't really hear this talked about much, but with self-compassion, It
1: doesn't necessarily need to start with us. In other words, can we reflect on a
2: person or an animal who cares for us, who loves us? Maybe it's a pet. Maybe it's
1: someone who's no longer around. Maybe it's someone who is around. Or maybe it's a spiritual figure, maybe it's God.
2: Maybe it's the Dalai Lama, you're just imagining him looking at you. But reflecting on someone or something that really cares about
1: you and kind of looking into their
2: eyes, they're looking at you, caring for you. You know, and can you kind of be with that and open to that sense of care? Let that in bit by bit and allow yourself to feel that care, feel being cared for. For a lot of people, that's a wonderful way to let love in so it doesn't have to be like me caring for me just be receiving care you know oftentimes i use my puppy you know she looks at me with these big puppy
1: dog eyes and it's like oh my goodness or every once in a while, my daughter will look at me with some affection. Like, Can I
2: let that into?
1: Or I'll, I don't think I have like memory of my father holding me, but I'll just kind of pretend like, oh, here I am,
2: five years old. What does that feel like to be held by my papa? Or what was an affectionate
1: name that my mother called me when I was little? Like, how would she
2: call me in an affectionate way? What was that word? Or people singing happy birthday to you. Can you open to that feeling and receive that? And so these are all ways to let love in. And we can either
1: piggyback on that love that we're receiving and just kind of like sort of be included in that well-wishing for ourselves
2: and just kind of share in that care for me with others. Yeah, I can kind of play with it, like dance, feel into it a little bit. Just kind of letting that sense of care in, in the midst of what may be uncomfortable. Like this discomfort is here
1: and it's okay.
0: Take a few deep breaths and reflect upon how you feel now. With caring curiosity, note what is arising in and around the heart or the belly. Perhaps you feel a bit of resistance, and that's okay. Perhaps you feel more spacious having been invited to offer yourself more kindness and grace. The next time stress, pain or suffering arises, remember this episode, and that you too are worthy of the compassion you so readily offer to others. To strengthen self-compassion with a guided meditation, listen to the episode titled Self-Compassion Meditation with Sean Fargo. To learn more about self-compassion from one of our guest teachers, listen to the episode Sharing Mindful Self-Compassion with Chris Germer. Thank you to Sean Fargo for this invitation. May we continue to dance with the act of self-compassion to play with all the ways in which, bit by bit, we can receive and give more love. Has this episode been a source of inspiration or motivation for you? Leave us a review and encourage others to connect to the benefits of mindfulness.